Welcome everyone to the Transmission Line, the podcast from Samtech, where we talk about all things connectors. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I'm joined by my other regular host, Matt. Hi, I'm Matt. And, and here at the Transmission Line, we love connectors, but we know that in the world of connectors, innovation is often a gradual process. But today, we're joined by a gentleman who is deeply involved in a cutting-edge piece of technology that takes connectors into a completely new area. Uh, so I'd like to welcome Steve Hillerick from Samtech. Please uh, say hi. Hey, everybody. Nice to meet you. Um, been here for 25 years working on new tech, and this is the newest of new tech for Samtech. So excited to be here. Thank you, guys. Fantastic. Well, let's launch straight into that. The newest of new tech. That's a, a big build-up. So we're talking about glass core technology. Uh, and I suppose the, the, the key question, the first question is, what is glass core technology? Yeah, so at, it, at its simplest form, it's a substrate. It's a next-generation uh, substrate for a microelectronics package. You know, I mean, we are an interconnect company, after all, so we think of, you know, the way maybe an electron moves through a connector or a cable. But um, in most recent years, when we as we got into optical engines and microelectronics packages, packaging, we, we've also started to think of it as the way, you know, signals move through a wire bond and through a stud bump and from a substrate into a, a die, let's say, and um, what our customers were telling us was that for next generation packaging, um, you know, if Moore's law is seemingly slowing, then how do you continue to miniaturize and continue to chase higher frequency devices? And so what we were hearing was that the substrate was quite possibly the bottleneck. And, um, and, and ultimately, you know, for those that don't know, that's, that's the um, material that the die or the active die, the MEMS device may sit on, you know, and, and hold the um, assembly together. But um, traditionally, uh, organic substrates and ceramic substrates have been used for decades. And generally speaking, they get the job done. And, and for that matter, um, if you can use those material sets in your device, you should. But what we find is for these next generation devices um, that are trying to go very fast, very small, um, the applications that we're just surprised with every day, what we find is that ceramics, organics typically are not good enough and they need something else. And that's led us to glass. And so, um, you know, glass is the kind of thing that it allows 2.5 3D stacking. Um, and the truth is we're just now scratching the surface with this product. You know, we, we have some very basic building blocks, what I consider very basic building blocks, you know, vias, TGVs, vias and glass, RDL layers, just a couple layers of RDL. And um, almost daily, our customers surprise me with what they can do with this material. Um, and so, you know, um, that's the that's the high level gist of, of, of glass, you know. And, and to us, though, glass, too, is a family of products. You know, it's there's a few different material sets, boral silica, fused silica, sapphire, you know. And so Samtech is about six or seven years into the space. And the first three years or so, we were, I don't know, I would say chasing a lot of rabbits. We, we knew this was a next generation material um, to enable next generation packaging, but we didn't quite know who we wanted to be when we grew up. We grew up. Um, and somewhere around 2020, 2021-ish, um, the market kind of switched from a curiosity characterization mode into a productization mode. And to be quite honest, ever since then, um, you know, we don't even proactively sell this stuff anymore. You know, we, we, we um, even scrubbed a lot of it off the website because we have more work than we can handle, you know, because the guys that know what to do with glass 
um, they'll find you. They'll find us. And um, the truth is we're one of the only games in town that, that has everything under one roof, you know. Hey, Steve. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought. No. But you, you're, you're, starting to get into, you're starting to get into the capabilities that Samtech has. And I'm thinking, you know, this podcast is really designed to help uh, anyone that may be new to Samtech to understand a lot of the capabilities we have. And, you know, you obviously you've been living and breathing, you know, glass core technology for the last five, six, seven years. And you've been one, you've, you've been the, probably the best technology evangelist we've had on, on the tech since then. And we appreciate that. Um, but, you know, maybe one thing it, before you get too, too deep into the details, you know, we throw we throw around terms like TG, TGV and RDL and substrates, you know, pretty frequently because we work with them on a day to day basis. Uh, but could you define, you know, the, the you know, a little bit more clearly, um, what exactly Samtech's doing with glass? You know, you talk about through glass vias, and I know this is kind of a stupid joke, but it's the best I got. Is it literally going to the hardware store, find a drill, and drill it through a pane of glass? I know it's not, but you can laugh at me later with the question. But I think that helps illustrate. You know, when you say vias through through glass, what the, what does that really mean? When you say RDL, what does that really mean for the tech that we're working on? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it's funny in this space; uh, it's so different than everything we do. And it's so um, unique to the, you know, packaging level, you know, the, the active device level, uh, active portion of a device that I probably make some assumptions about that. So that's, that's fair. And so the short story is, you know, a T, think of glass as a printed circuit board um, at its fundamental level. Um, so the way you have a via in a, in a printed circuit board, um, we have a via in glass. Um, the, the RDL is another way of saying traces, um, like traces on a PCB. So at its most fundamental level, um, it's a really, it's a glass core printed circuit board. Um, and that's kind of actually even the, the marketing acronym, we, you know, we use glass core technology for that purpose. It's glass, it's a glass core based circuit board. And the VIA is, um, is just that, like a VIA and a PCB. The trick is the material sets are entirely different. As, as you would expect, it's not an organic. I mean, it's glass, right? It's borosilicate, it's fused silica. Um, and along with that comes an entirely different set of properties. And you can't just take a drill to it and drill these holes because these things are tiny. I mean, these things are is small or smaller than a hair on your head, you know? And so um, it's really complex to drill a proper hole and the details matter. Um, and filling that hole, you know, to make a via, um, the details matter. You know, we've we've um, had to really become material scientists as much as we have had to become engineers, to be quite honest, in this space, you know. Um, but it's fundamental level, Matt. It's a printed circuit board, but with glass and glass core. So, so just to expand upon that, Steve, just to make sure, you know, for the dummies on the call like me, I mean, Dave's smart, you're smart, me not so much. But anyway, um, so Samtech has the ability to use multiple substrates, right? You talked about glass, you talked about fused silica, you talked about a few other materials I've probably forgotten already. And then we have unique capabilities to actually drill the holes. There's, there's multiple procedures that we use to, to, to drill the holes in, in whatever substrate we're working. We have different metalization, correct me if I'm wrong, we have different metalization techniques in terms of not only the materials that we use, but also the, 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 the capabilities we have to, to, to attach the metal to to the substrate, both in the via and on the the, the the traces on top and bottom, can you get just can you expand a little bit upon that without <laughs> without giving away too many trade secrets? <laughs> Is that even possible? I don't know. <laughs>
That is that is tough to do, to be quite honest, because uh, the recipes to drill and, and fill vias and even at RDLs, you know, um, are largely proprietary. Uh, but, you know, um, I can tell you that, you know, we're, we're largely performing in a clean room setting. Um, it's not a mechanical drill. Um, things like the sidewall r- surface roughness matter and the taper angle of the of the via matters and um and, and and the truth is if 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 you're out there and you're curious about glass and maybe you even think you know that you need it you know you can find sort of pieces of all of this um you a lot of the glass suppliers will offer you drilled glass you know they want to sell glass right a, a corning and a sahi a shot um, but they know that drilling's hard, so they've learned to drill the same way we have. So they'll, you know, they'll offer you drilled glass. And then you can go to um, maybe someone else who can actually fill the via. Um, there's a very common method of using a, a sort of conformally coated wall on the via, sort of like a, um, um, you know, like, like a non-filled via in a PCB. Um, but there's problems with all of that. You know, if you don't control the process to drill, then you don't know what matters when you fill um and so forth as you add a trace if you don't control how it was filled then you don't as you apply that rdl trace you may have issues and and maybe it works once but when you start to thermally cycle it maybe it pistons you know and so what we've done is over the years whether we were lucky or smart um, we've learned how these things these little building blocks is what i call them kind of fit together and we've aggregated it all under one roof, you know, so we control the drill, we control the via fill, we control how to put uh, RDL traces on there and dielectrics on top of that and do buildup layers. Um, and then we've been able to, you know, do reliability studies and prove that these things work, as we say, under, you know, certain conditions, thermal conditions or hermetic conditions. Um, so, you know, I know that's not, <laughs> I didn't quite answer your question. Uh, and it's very difficult to to do so without and uh, an NDA in place, uh, and I'm pretty sure most of our listeners we don't have an NDA in place with. But uh, I can just tell you, it's um, there's a few building blocks. It's uh, not a mechanical drill. It's a very fragmented supply chain that does basically. You can usually find one of the steps we do somewhere all around the world. Um, you can put it together once. It's very kludgy. Um, I can also tell you that the world has generally awoken to glass now. Um, Some major companies made a very big announcement a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, about um, using this as a next generation technology. And we have a head start in glass, but competition is coming. And competition is healthy, um, for sure. Um, But, you know, but this is the beginning of something. This is the, I, I genuinely believe we are at the very beginning of uh, this next generation technology, um, which is going to enable extreme miniaturization, you know, extremely high frequency devices. Um, you kind of, as, 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 as much as your brain can dream, you know, for some of these things. Well, well Steve, you, you, uh, thanks for the details, right? Because, you know, every time I hear you talk about this tech, I've heard you talk about it multiple times, but every time I hear you talk about it, it, it's you know you talk about building blocks in terms of how we actually build these things, but mentally I make building blocks in my mind to actually understand this tech, right? Dave and I have talked about in the past. I have an electrical engineering background. Dave's a mechanical engineering background, and you know when we talk about this tech, this is I get how you make traces on it so I can get electrons through. It. I get that, but in terms of how you do it with the material science and stuff like that, that's way beyond me. 
So I, I think that just you're sharing just some of the basics with, with our listeners on the Samtech tra- transmission line is, is great, right? And if we've got one person out there that has the questions I do or that Dave may have, I, you know, I think that's going to help point them in our direction. Uh, so, you know, I'm blown away with what we've done. I'm blown away with the, the, the capabilities that, that Samtech has. And it's real interesting, you know, seeing some of the, the, the applications. So, again, I'm probably going to put you in a tough spot with this question, but that's, why, that's what we do on podcasts. Uh, um, can you just expand, maybe just briefly, what are some of the applications of this cool tech, right? I mean, you, you've talked about major technology announcements. You talked about competitors coming. What are some of the things that, you know, that, that, that a customer or a partner or a technologist can use glass core technology for that other, you know, routing trap, you know, other routing solutions or packaging solutions, you know, that, that differentiate? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. And at a high level, I can, um, probably the first thing to add is, uh, again, almost daily, I'm blown away by someone who has been searching for, um, us essentially, you know, they know they need glass to enable their device. And I have a discussion with them about what they're trying to do. And it's something completely different than we thought glass was going to be used for, you know, like when we got into the space, what we expected it to be was entirely high frequency stuff, you know, um, and, and for that matter, and that's a big chunk of what we, we do, you know, and, and, and to be quite honest, again, the marketing, the market broadly is still just awakening to what you can do with it. You know, there were years ago, even our own signal integrity folks didn't, wasn't so sure you could go beyond say hundred gigahertz with this material set in this way. And we've got customers pushing us, you know, well over, you know, 300 gigahertz or so. Right. So I guess um, there are a few big buckets I can tell you about that I've seen so far without violating any disclosures and such. <laughs> so um, no, we're not trying to kill NDAs here. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, well, the first bucket is the high frequency stuff. Um, you know, it's 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 um, it's, it's telecommunications. Um, it's um, long haul transfer, possibly. Um, it's it's near field high frequency applications um so rf um and, and generally speaking by the way uh when that's the case you, you usually choose few silica as your material of choice because of its dielectric constant and loss tangent so so there is a big broad bucket of um i have a have a device you know some some genius invents some new mems device or some new sensor and for better or worse they need a high frequency substrate so that when they're they assemble this device it will perform it 200 gigahertz or whatever. So that is a very big, big um, bucket. Um, I would tell you overall, there's a few things that happen every time. It's always a substrate or an interposer. It's always one of those two. Um, But secondarily, feature size matters. The diameter of the vias, the trace and space of the RDL, those always matter. Then there's um, things like um, possibly the clarity, believe it or not. Um, You know, people are using silicon substrates today in a similar fashion. They have very fine feature sizes. You know, your your iPhone, you know, is largely a silicon substrate in there. There's not a printed circuit board in that thing. Um, but silicon is a semiconductor and it's not transparent for that matter. And, um, and it's not cheap. Um, so sometimes in glass, we can get very close to the feature sizes that you could say in a silicon substrate and certainly much finer than you could in a, an organic or a ceramic. Um, so then it's possibly high frequency applications, um, possibly the clarity allows for, um, unique assembly methods. Um, you know, just the way you could stack these die possibly, um, 
dreaming a little bit. We haven't developed this. This is on the roadmap. So anybody listening, be careful before you call me. But, you know, the technology we use to create vias could create buried channels, perhaps. And maybe you could use that to create optical waveguides. You could dope the glass with a different material and and use it to guide a wave. Um, Or um, even microfluidic devices, perhaps. Again, more often to the... I guess I would tell you separately uh, things like handheld devices. You know, I I mentioned miniaturization. Um, So, you know, whether it's a wearable device or a handheld device, you know, there, there are equipment sets that were as big as this table that maybe, you know, you could hold in your hand now. And because they perform at such a high frequency, you could say perform some function, you know, 10 times as fast as you could have with the bigger uh, feature set. Um, you know, it, it's um, it's a few different things, though. That's the big ones. Now, and I would tell you, hermeticity is another one. So our vias are hermetic. And if, if, in case, just in case you don't know, essentially that means uh, airtight. And not just airtight, but we literally um, put these wafers on a chuck and draw a vacuum on them and, and try to pump helium. You know, helium is the second largest atom. And we know they can, they can hold a vacuum. Um, so maybe that matters. Maybe it's a, a low Earth orbit space application. Um, or some kind of defense application, and maybe hermeticity matters, right? You know, so what you always find is, again, substrate first, then typically feature sizes. Those two things are almost always guaranteed. And then there's something that differentiates your widget that you need. And maybe it's this, just simply the CTE match to silicon, which, you know, boral, boral silicate's really well aligned to silicon. Maybe it's the electrical properties for high-frequency applications. Maybe it's the clarity of the device. Um, maybe it's the hermeticity of our vias, you know, or maybe it's some combination of those things. But those are the high-level buckets that customers are using it for. And again, the truth is, if you don't need it, do not use it. You know, just go use this. PCBs are cheap, you know, right? Um, it's, this, it is critical. It is critical for Samtech and our customer that this is a win-win that glass is the thing that differentiates your widget um, because we're still, we're still while ramping very hard, trying to scale up our, our clean room very quickly. Um, we have more work than we can handle. And I'm, there's no need to mislead anyone. You know, you don't have to sell this stuff. Um, it's, and, if, and if you can find something commercially available, use it because in this space, we, you will do several iterations over a few years before you get to product, you know, ramp schedule. And what we find is while our glass is suitable, honestly, for probably most applications, we may do, you know, two years worth of development and help spend a million or two, but a million or two dollars worth of development money, get to the end of the rainbow and to discover, oh, well, we could have done all that with a PCB that's, you know, much cheaper or whatever. So anyway, you should sit, Matt. You should sit in some calls with me because they're they're interesting. The sales guys uh, don't generally love it because half the time I'm repeatedly asking the customer, "Why do you need glass? Are, are you sure you need glass? Tell me why you need glass." You know. But um, anyway, I know a tangent. I'm going to a little tangent, but it is critical. Steve, you may be the only uh, product manager in the inside 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 the entire company of Samtech that that sales line is don't call us we'll call you <laughs> it's it's sad it's crazy it's not you know I'm, my hope is Matt on on the long run and hopefully it's not too long of a run we've scaled up this operation that 
uh, we can open up the funnel a little bit more and proactively sell this stuff, you know, but um, it really is. It really is to a point that if I have to today in today's state, if I have to tell you why glass is good or why you may need glass, I usually get out of there um, because <laughs> you know, because it's so cutting edge. Um, it's, it's it's the thing that differentiates someone widget that they're typically already looking for it by the time we talk. You know, um, it's a weird sell. It's a reverse sell. Uh, I think my customers have told me, um, but it's it's no BS. You know, and uh, we're just I'm not going to BS these guys. This is one of those things where there's a pop up on your screen. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's, it's actually it's interesting. I, I mean, I, I was going to ask a question about performance. We've talked about high frequencies. You talked about you know hundreds of gigahertz, whereas you know in on copper, ninety gigahertz is a is a big number, and we're talking about potentially several times that. And talking about miniaturization, you're talking about something the size of a human hair, which just seems from a mechanical point of view, as Matt says, you know, I look at things from very much the, the mechanical engineering point of view. That seems crazy to me. So we talked a lot about performance, but it's it's interesting the way you're talking about this technology and, and the fact that some customers almost want it because they want it. And, and when you sit down with them and say, are you sure you really want this? They realize actually they can use a, a maybe a, a more established technology. Um, it just, it strikes me that, that it's not the first time that that sort of thing's happened. You do sometimes talk to customers and they want the highest spec of something. I mean, it could be old hat. It could be just gold plating on a contact. It could be the, the high spec materials. And, and the, often you sit there with the customer and say, are you sure you need this? This technology that's going to do you a perfectly good job that you can get your hands on now. Um, but not that notwithstanding, this does seem like, a, a, you know, this is almost science fiction stuff, isn't it? It does, actually. It feels that way. Some of these applications, I, I um, you know, we, we talk about um, when they tell me what they're doing or what they're trying to do. Um, I, you know, I, I jokingly say to Matt sometimes that I feel like sometimes, you know, we may be like enabling the end of the, the, end of the world. I'm not so sure between uh, implantable devices and artificial intelligence and uh, satellites and, uh, you know, or whatever it is, um, you know, uh, I, it's this is a weird reference that maybe some of the listeners would get. But there's a show on uh, Netflix called Black Mirror, and it's a sort of Twilight Zone ish type of series, but it's kind of futuristic. It's kind of based on new technology and they kind of take a perverse stance on things in the future that may or may not happen. And uh, as I watch that show, almost every single episode is something we're working on. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, um, it's a little it's a little wild. You know, it's a little uh, it's wild to see, but. See, Steve, when you make comments like that, I look into the future and I think to Terminator and I see T2000 models with your face on it. So, yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Though, you know, but uh, well, maybe, maybe we should that. stop before we'll we go. Be better model than that. <laughs> maybe we should stop before we go too far, uh, prog- you know, pr- uh, trying to tell the future with uh, glass core technology. I don't know. Yeah, well, you can if we um, if we did have an NDA, I would I would love to show you some of the applications I've seen because it's. Um, I'm blown away every day. I never thought, you know, when I got into this this space as a co-op 25 years ago, and it was mostly just pins and plastic. And I watched us grow through, um, you know, high-speed cables and connectors and micro coax and into optical engines. And, um, you know, then into, you know, again, advanced uh, microelectronics packaging, you know. And when glass even kind of came along to us as, as this sort of interesting thing seven years ago, 
Um, I, in all the time I've been here, I've never seen applications like this. You know, it's just really, it's wild. It's exciting. It's wild. We're on the beginning of something, the edge of something, the start of something. No, I love it for that reason, because it's, I have been, it's been accused of me sometimes that I get excited about connectors that are, they're not exactly the most exciting things in the world. Um, from a mechanical point of view, from an electrical point of view, they're, you know, they're necessary, but they're not something you'd, you'd necessarily want to write books about. But this is, this is the proper cutting edge of connection technology. And it's, and, and it strikes me and correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, it almost seems like we're, we're blurring the edges between what is a connector what is a microprocessor and a device? Uh, we're blurring the edges between what is copper and what is optical. And you've even mentioned, you know, uh, other mechanical things that you can do with this. This seems to be right at the, the, the pointy end of what connectors are doing. Absolutely. Um, you know, and really to that exact point, you, you know, a lot of this, I think you could say, started with the whole idea of silicon to silicon solutions, right? That's one of our marketing um, slogans and and you know you think of the way again back to the way an electron moves from a substrate through a wire bond i'm sorry from a device through a wire bond through a substrate to a board to a connector to a cable and so forth and you think about that entire electrical signal chain um but this is that you know this is this is exactly that this is the the edge of um where it all starts you know you're it, Nowadays, again, your phone or whatever, it's all just sensors and die. And um, it's just getting integrated all into one in smaller and smaller form factors. And, the, you know, and you could build up, in theory, active devices onto the glass or into the glass. And then, yeah, you know, a VIA or a RDL trace, um, how at this point, how is that different than a connector, right? It transmits a signal. Um, in a similar way, but different elect, you know, with different properties. And so, yeah, it really is. It's, um, it's, it's not even a connector on steroids. It's like the first connector, you know, in this new space, but, and, and I, I'm telling you, we're only scratching the surface. This is, we're just beginning with this. Fantastic. Matt, have you got any comments, anything you want to add to that? Cause it, it to me, it's, it's blown my little mind, certainly when it comes to my poor little mechanical mind. No, I, you know, I think this has been a great conversation and it's, to me, it's, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with Steve on this, on this uh, technology, you know, behind the, you know, behind the door at, at Samtech. And, you know, every, like I said, every time I talk with him, I, I learn bits and pieces, no pun intended, uh, more on, on this tech. And, you know, I, I think, I think, again, Steve probably inadvertently used this pun, just scratching the surface because you never like to scratch the surface of glass, but that is a really good, I think it's a really good, uh, jumping off point for where Samtech's come from and to where we're going. And, you know, the, the, I look at where we're at now just based on a little bit that I know. And I think about when we started this, you know, five, six, seven years ago, like, like Steve said, and I don't think anyone could have predicted uh, the scale that we have. But at the same time, the scale that we have is not where we need to be. Uh, and, and like Steve, you know, as technologist Dave, you know, I, 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 I like to think about the future a lot and, and where tech goes. Uh, and, you know, we're step one or step two, maybe step three on, on a journey with glass core technology. And uh, I'm excited that we have such a, you know, a front row seat to see where Steve and the rest of the team at Samtech uh, take, take GCT. Well, I think that's a perfect place to, to end because I think we, this is a concept that 
we could talk about more and and certainly i think it's something that we we would want to talk about again in the future especially as and when uh, we've got a maybe more information that we can share in terms of how things like this can be used and the kind of applications that it's that's in enabling um and i think it's uh, something that if you have any interest in connectors, if you have any need for this kind of technology or even a passing interest in this technology, this is going to be one of the big headlines of our industry over the next decade. And so I'm hoping that uh, listeners will have uh, learned something new because I certainly have on this. This is a, a topic that, that I've been talking about a little bit, certainly not as much as Matt and Steve over the last few years, but certainly I've I've been hearing about it. And it's not something that, that is familiar to me this is very much new new areas for me to investigate so i'm hoping you'll have, have found this interesting um i want to say thank you to steve for sharing this with us this is definitely something i think we're going to return to at some point in the future absolutely thank you guys for having me on and uh i'd be welcome to be back uh anytime we're always um we're always uh, innovating there's always something new <laughs> every day is a wild ride that's for sure fantastic and matt thank you once again for for being my co-host on this podcast always always fun to be with you dave thanks so much fantastic and we look forward to welcoming you our listeners to the next podcast uh, where we'll look into another aspect of the interconnection industry i can't promise it's going to be quite as cutting edge as this but something hopefully that you'll find interesting so tune in next time but until then if you if you're into, at all interested in what we've talked about please leave us a like share us with your colleagues and consider subscribing to the channel We'll speak to you next time.